Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Folks, this is episode 81 as an 81 for Oscar Mike Radio. Today is Thursday, February 22nd. This is the last episode for February. Thank you very much for listening. And I've got a special guest. My Marine brother, Wesley Mullins, is joining us to talk about some good stuff. But before I begin, I'm going to say something that my producer absolutely hates across any podcast or production okay we're Marines we're gonna talk like Marines for this subject for a, a while this is not just a once-and-done episode right so we're gonna talk like Marines so if, if you have a problem with foul language f-bombs crude talk the word fuck a lot um, you should turn this off now if you don't like hot weather, you should turn this off now. If you have Fifty Shades of Grey on your bed table, but fine, you know, talk about whatever. Marine's talking about it. Turn this off now. Now, he's going to not like the fact that I'm telling you this, but I'm just giving you that warning because we're going to enter into a Marine zone, military zone, where... Two guys, whether they're on a ship in a five-ton, out doing patrol, you know, in the barracks with the porno mags, we're going to talk real. And if you have a problem with that, turn it off now and go find something else to do. For those of you who want to hear what we're talking about, well, welcome aboard. What we're talking about here is uh, around Valentine's Day, a lot of my military buddies, would get down the dumps because of an entity named Jody. And I'm going to let my guest, Mr. Wesley Mullins, who served in the Marine Corps and owns his own business and successfully has built himself up in a new career, kind of lead into what Jody is and how he feels about Jody. Wes, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you so much for your time. Ron, good evening. Good evening. Happy Marine evening. Hoorah. <laughs> All right, um, talking about Jody, the legendary Jody. And listen, I, I started off in boot camp like a lot of everyone here. And as my drill instructors were talking to me about, 
you know, our first letters home, I heard about this person, Jody. And my thought was, who is this? And why does why why does he even matter? What what is the big deal about this Jody? So, of course, the scuttlebutt goes through the squad bay and, you know, hearing different stories about uh, different guys who've gotten letters that had used condoms in them with the letter from a girlfriend. Oh, I'm breaking up with you. And of course, that recruit at that point um, down in the dumps, he's on suicide watch, take his belt, take his uh, boot laces you know, just keep a watch on him, put two, you know, fire watch on him extra, and, and you know, this, for the night. Didn't this always happen in second phase, like the first or second week of second oh, phase? The strange thing was, sometimes it happened in first. It was crazy. This stuff, this stuff runs rampant. And no matter what, there was always... Uh, your drill instructors, your senior drill instructor trying to give you some sort of advice to say, look, just suck it up. She doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The mission matters. That Just push on through it. You'll get over her. And what I've, what I've seen for myself is that understanding how the mind and the heart of a man works, that he doesn't put himself in harm's way except to protect his household, to protect his home. And more often than not, especially at the after the age of 18, that home means whoever he's connected to in a relationship. Yep. So to hear that from your superiors, to say she doesn't matter, these people apparently are forgetting that for many of these young people, for many of these young men, because I, I don't think the, the 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 female core or the female counterparts really get a whole lot of Jody letters, honestly. I don't know, and I can't say. If anyone has better information, please educate me. I have no problem being wrong. However, yeah, you're, you know, you're right. I, I never ran into a WM, and I know some, you know, female Marines hate that, but it's just old habits die hard. It's not disrespectful. I never right. heard of a WM getting a letter in boot camp from a boyfriend saying that he broke up with her. Um, that usually happened to them when they got in the fleet and found other guys right. to entertain themselves with, and that's a we'll talk about that. But uh, I think you're right. I've never heard of it ever. Never in boot camp. Ever. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about San Diego. Listen, I was born in Paris Island, South Carolina. Well, I was San Diego, so we didn't have any WMs. And the only females there were the Navy uh, uh, medics. And, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got stories, too, huh? <laughs> well, they were women, just not what we expected. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So for uh, Paris Island, we did have, um, what was it, uh, 4th Battalion, and we did have WM's training. And I was lucky enough to be able to watch one of the platoons in action 
of all places, at the pool. Really? <laughs> oh, man. you woo! That was a wake-up moment for everybody there. Now, why? Why was that? Well, apparently the schedules kind of... Uh, mashed in. I was uh, I wasn't one of the fast learners in the pool. So when, when I did my CWS training, um, I had to stay for an additional two weeks because I wasn't able to go through like everyone else. But in the process of getting that remedial training, all of a sudden we had the drill instructors. We were on a break real quick on the side of the pool because we're tired. Then all of a sudden the drill instructors like. Face the wall, face the wall. And so we, we turn around, face the wall. The next thing we hear is, hi, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. And we're like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And of course, one by one, popped our little heads around, and sure as shit, we see a whole platoon of females doing their CWS training in their skivvies. Boy, we had stories all week. Oh my God! We, I mean, that was the act of God. <laughs> Whew. But yeah, ne never, never heard of a female getting a uh, Jody letter from home ever. Never, never, never. Even when I got to the fleet and I was able to interact with WMs, I, I never, ever, ever heard of anything of getting a letter in boot camp. If anything, it was somebody who was E five or better. And she was so high up on the food chain that she was just working all the time. And then, of course, her spouse decides, hey, I've had enough and I'm going somewhere else. But then again, it wasn't even Jody at that point. It was just, I don't ever see you. So I'm just going back home or we're getting a divorce. That, 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 that's, yeah, now that's reality. That is something that I've seen where, okay, the husband's like, look. I'm glad you're a Marine, nothing wrong with you, but you're right. And I, no, no weekends, no nights, you know, there's always something going on. If you're an E5 or above, you've got, you know, the E4s below the baby set, and it's like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. And and that did happen, and that's unfortunate. Um, that's just part of the game, but uh, as far as Jody affecting females? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think it ever happened. Honestly, I could be wrong again. And if there are any who would correct me on this, listen, it's not about me getting in your business. It's just enlightening me to let me know that, you know, this is not something that's a simply one sided conversation at this. And everyone needs to be represented no matter what. So I'm open to being wrong. Likewise, but you know, one of the things for us in San Diego that we were bluntly told, and mainly in third phase and MCT, was you are to avoid having any kind of relationship with the WM at all cost. Oh yes, oh um, yes. The reason was I, I, I was in from '95 to '98, and it was right after tail hook, and you had staffs and COs worried about their careers, and they told us that no WM is worth your career. No WM is worth uh, your stripe, so avoid them. And, you know, you, you, you know, hey, why don't you go out with me? And we'd be like, nope, nope. But <laughs> um, 
it, it, it's I'm sure, and, and we can't sit there and say that that WMs and and, and wives and spouses aren't affected by uh, infidelity or marital problems in the military because they are, of course. But yes. um, I think for this episode, we're trying to establish who Jody is. So when we talk about Jody, we're talking about the right. the, the, the the guy or, or guys, a uh, 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 Marine or Army or Navy Air Force soldier. His girlfriend, wife, or significant other is with while he is either A, in boot camp, B, deployed, or C, on a field op. Right. And then you had another um, perspective on Jody that I thought was interesting, and um, I was wondering if you could articulate that for us. Sure, sure, absolutely. Now... We're all familiar and we've all heard the legendary Jody as the individual, the guy who would sweep in and get your girl while you're away. However, there is another Jody that those who have gone a little deeper on this path have unfortunately had the displeasure of understanding and knowing. And that is Jody, the system, the Jody that fuels and operates by the system. And when I say the system, I'm talking about uh, those military members who have children with the women who uh, they have decided to go on this journey with and for whatever reason, she's unhappy or she decides I'm going to do something else or I'm going somewhere else. And she decides at that point, I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to do what I want to do with the rest of my life. Now, what I'm really talking about here is dealing with family court and child support. And that is the Jody that not many people in the military talk about. And the truth of the matter is that I'll just let me let me bring this back to a traditionalist view. Sure. And going back to the basics of being a parent. Now, we can all agree that it takes two. To make a child. And God blesses both parents with that child. And as a gift of God, both parents have a right to that child. Likewise, and conversely, the child has a right to both parents as a priority. So, when we're talking about Jody, the system, child support and family court empower the custodial parent, what they consider the custodial parent. And it takes parental rights away from the non-custodial parent. And of course, you know, uh, making sure that we're matching up who we're really talking about. The military member who is deployed, who is 
away on boot camp, MCT, a field op. Because that parent is away and doing their duty in trying to provide for the household, the custodial parent takes it upon themselves and family court doesn't care about military members. There's no special treatment. And as we all know and we all experience, for almost everything else in life, there's always preferential treatment concerning military members, not in the family court. That is correct. Child support. And And, and this is a humongous problem because the worst thing that you need in the foxhole next to you is somebody who's thinking about his child he can't get to because he's fighting with the mother instead of the rounds coming down range at both of you. Yeah, and, and for that for that soldier, that 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 seaman, that that marine, and that airman, he came home from deployment, and his child is like, it's one two things. Mommy, you know, dad, daddy's or uncle so and so is with us now. Mommy told me to call this man daddy, which sends the average guy into uh, Nova, right? And then you have, you have the other aspect where the child is older, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. Mom has brought this guy around. It's not the child's father. Right. It causes and stress it, with the child. And that child does not want to leave but has no say in where they get to go because they, they can't because mom's already pulled the trigger and, you know, pushed all in on this. And you're right. Exactly. The, the courts do not favor military guys. And we're going to go into one story further down the road this year, um, just to tip your hands a little bit, where the submariner was getting ready to get put in jail for not being able to uh, meet his custodial agreements. And the judge in Seattle is like, oh, well, too bad. It, That's this, a shame. This, and, 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 you know, you've, you've seen it up close and personal. I've seen it up close and personal. And, and so why we're here is to kind of, one, talk about it from the aspect for the kid going in the military, and two, for the guy going through this right now. What I think, Wes, you wanted to do, and what I wanted to do, what was was try to have some some make make a lot of it in a in a way, but also say, hey, there's people out there that have been through this, they know what they're doing, and, and there's hope. Absolutely, absolutely, and. I will uh, give you a peek into what we can do about this to let you know and let all of our listeners here know that, number one, you have a right to your child the same way that the mother does. If it's a female military member, the same way that the father does. Oh, yeah, and, that, that just, just real, right. and, and just real quick, this, if you are a female military member and, you know, your husband has, you know, you, you were stationed in Germany or Turkey and he picked up and left you and moved back to the States and you don't have access to your kids, absolutely, we understand the same boat that you're in. It's not funny for either, you know, mother or father. We, we absolutely are there right. with you on this. I just want to be clear about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does go both ways. And no matter what, the court does not care. 
But here's a couple of secrets, and and I'm going to uh, give you a real big peek into this. And I had to research this on my own. I just, I was in the process and myself and going through a big fight with one of my kids' uh, mothers, and somebody kind of shared something with me, and I didn't believe it at first. But then when I researched it, I found it to be true, that family court is not a real court. Really? It's, no, it's not. It's not a judiciary court. It's an administrative court. Now, now why is that important? That is extremely important because... As you know, if there's uh, something that you've done where it's a criminal matter or uh, something kind of serious, whenever you get an order from any court that's a judiciary court, you absolutely go to jail for not doing what you are ordered to do. With an administrative court, it's more like a threat with no teeth. If you, if anyone, and, and I can guarantee you, there is no one else on the planet who can prove this wrong. Anyone who has disobeyed or decided not to follow the guidelines of a family court, when they do get you and when they do put you, decide to put you in jail, it's never for the reason that you disobeyed. It's always for contempt. I think you're right. Just from my own personal experience, I, th I think you're absolutely right. I, um, and, and there's been many times where uh, talking to guys, because here's the thing, people. You hear about the guy who has PTSD, and he's a non-combat veteran. And you're like, well, come on. But if you're 5,000 miles away from your child, and this stuff is going down, and you're getting letters from lawyers, and, and you're asking parents to, you know, advocate on your behalf, and your whole life just crumbled because you're you're out there doing this to build a new life. It's a big deal, but you finally get a court order that says person X has to do A, B, and C, and they do A and B and say C, nah, fuck that, I'm not doing that. And, and you call your lawyer up and say, well, hey, you know, they, they're not following the rules. Can we have them thrown in jail? Well, not really. You know, yeah. And people are like, that, 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 that can't happen. But it does happen, doesn't it, Wes? It certainly does every single day. And the unfortunate thing about it is that because people don't know what this really is, they fall into the trap far too easily. There are so many different sources that are trying to advocate for child support. Well, it's for the benefit of the kids. Well, if you don't pay it, then your kids are going to start. Well, if, if you don't uh, play nice with child support, you won't get custody of your kids. And all of these, and I mean every one of those statements, are lies. As we get into this, I promise all of you, 
as we get into this, I will explain how each one of them is a lie and how you can fight so that you won't have to deal with this third party interfering with your family situation. And that's really the thing is we, we want to go about this from the level, okay, Jody just had his way, he fucked your girlfriend, and you're, you're absolutely just devastated. We want to kind of tell you from our perspective what you should and should not do. It's not worth your military career to get all torn up over a woman. It's just not. Or a man. Okay? Anybody. Whatever your you know, feeling is. There's a way to deal with that, internalize it, learn from it, process it, and actually come out better than what you were before. It's not easy, but it takes time. But what you can't do is throw away your future because somebody else decided to screw you over. Absolutely. I think to your West point is you, you say, okay, the, the, the divorce happened you know, for, for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe the guy was an, an asshole and, and cheated on his wife. And she took it's the kids. Possible. Yeah, it, it's and that possible. Yeah, that happens too. It happens. It, it absolutely but, does. Uh, our brothers are not exactly choir boys, some of them. Right. Okay, but so. But that does not mean that you should not have access to your kids. Absolutely. God gave those children to both of you. Both of you have the right to raise him or her. Yep. And so I think where you're coming from is you really want to lay it out for that person who's been married for 10 years, had some time in the military or got out and they're still in that military mindset, you know, what to do to be there for their kid. Because, you know, we'll, we'll bring it up. There is tons of research out there to show that a, a two parent system works for these reasons. We're not sitting there saying that single parents are less worthy or less capable or, or less available to their kids. We're not going to say that at all. Right. But no, there are there are, there are things both sides bring to the table that 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 are needed, and when you're divorced, you have to be willing to let both sides do this, and sometimes such shit happens, and and you know kids go with one side or the other. That's a different story. Maybe we'll get into that later. But for the average military type divorce situation, whether you're while you're in or right after you get out, there's some things that Wes has for you to. to look at and do absolutely now the first thing that i will say um and this is to let you know how serious this is when you go into this different type of war first of all as travis has already said you can't afford to lose your cool no matter what jody has to come up in your face with no matter what your child's uh, parent, the custodial parent, tries to put in your face to brag about what they're doing, no matter what that parent decided to keep you from, never lose your cool. Because as soon as you do, you have lost everything, not just the military career, not just your freedom, you have lost access to your child forever. I guarantee you. So it is your best interest to keep all that shit under wraps. Stow it. 
or, or find, find a guy, a family member, or another another Marine, you know, military person, soldier, Army Ranger, whoever it is, who's been through your ship before to talk to, instead of taking matters into your own hands. Wes is Absolutely. right. It's, it's a lose-lose situation for you. Absolutely. And guess who's going to lose the most? Not you. It's going to be your kids. So if you want to put your children through the worst experience that they could ever have in their childhood, you go ahead and lose your cool. But I'm telling you here, keep it under wraps. Stay calm. Relax. You will get through this. You cannot win a war in the single day. And, and that's where I think, you know, Wes, we might just end in this one. Again, this is kind of like the intro to what we're trying to do. This is not just something we sat around saying, hey, let's, let's get on the podcast and have some fun. We're going to structure this over the course of probably a year of, of things that you can take action with, right? And I think Absolutely. we'll probably do one half of the podcast on the recruit military side and one half of the podcast on the other side and maybe switch up a little bit the idea is is to use real world examples from our experience and from other people's experience to kind of give you some guidance you're not alone west do you agree you're not alone if you know where to look absolutely you wouldn't believe how many thousands of fathers over hundreds of countries who are going through this very thing it is a systemic problem but but they're they will support you if you know where to find them, and, and they're not judgmental. We just want to see our kids and, and be there for our kids. And you're right, Wes. You're, you're going to have the other party take treat this like a battle, and they're going to do things to hurt you, and it's going to suck. It is, but the best thing you can do, just like when you're treading water, is keep your head up. That's the only way you can breathe. Keep your head up over the water. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna probably end this now. I think we got a good like jumping off point. Um, one thing I can say in, in, in conclusion is, look, this is not like uh, an anti-woman, anti-female marine or female service member type uh, deal. I just want to be clear about that. I have good relations with with almost all the uh, WMs I served with. And we want to be clear about that because we understand that female service members who are married and have kids have gone through this exact same thing. Jody is, can be male, female, or, or whatever, but it doesn't really right. matter once you're, can't see your kids. I mean, what do you think about that, Wes? Absolutely. You're, you're, it's the absolute truth. And listen, I'm a grunt. I'm 0352. And I never really got a chance to interact with quite a few females in my time that I served, uh, 95 to 99. Um, and no matter what, though, I've always been able to come away when I did interact with WMs as they understood I was respectful, that I wasn't trying to push myself on anybody. I wasn't trying to, you know, be braggadocious or anything like that. Look, I'm just a Marine and I'm just here to do my duty. And that was all. 
Well, our MCT captain, um, Captain Owen, said this, uh, and I, I tried to follow it. He's like, if you treat your WMs like sisters, you can't go wrong. You'll never and get in trouble. Exactly, you'll, yes. you'll never that's, get in trouble. That was per that's a perfect analogy because that's exactly what I did. I treated every WM as my sister. So what, what we're trying to say here as we close is, look, you know, this is, again, this is not that we're anti-woman or anti-female you know, service member. It, it's just you're going to go through some stuff in life as a male or female that um, can fuck you up. And in this, in this realm, in this section of the battlefield that Wes is talking about, there's just more males here than there are females. That's all we're saying. That's it. And uh, one last thing that I'd like to um, put out there about this, the solutions that I will be sharing, um, these are solutions that you will be able to hold your own, represent for yourself and your children, wage this war without the addition or necessity of an attorney or lawyer. And there's a, there's a reason for that. There's a specific reason for that that we'll get into later. But you'll be able to do this on your own. You don't need representation. And you don't need to spend thousands of dollars doing this. You have talked to me before about that aspect of it. Um, but from my experience, I'm going to tell people that if you feel like you need to have legal advice, go out and get it. And all I'm going to say about legal advice is simply this. You get what you pay for. That, that's all I'm going to say because to, to Wes's point, I think what you're trying to say, Wes, is if you're not careful, you can spend a shit ton of money on a lawyer not really get anything done. Absolutely. I, I, matter of fact, it's happened to me. It has happened to me. I spent some crazy money on what I could have swore up and down was going to be the, the one guy who's going to be able to turn this whole thing around and he sits down lays down and and puts his paws up like a puppy at play saying rub my belly and gives everything to my son's mother it it really made me feel like well whose side are you on right this is damn near fratricide what the fuck no, no, no. I, I mean, for me, I have a, a great relationship with my attorney. Uh, she has been um, scorched earth when I needed her to be. And, and not really in the way that you would think. She kind of smacked me around a little bit and said, hey, you've got this, this, and this going for you. You've got your kids. You know, get your head in the game. So um, we have a lot to talk about over the course of the next year. I mean, we could talk about this for four hours right now and not even scratch the surface. But we're, again... This is just uh, a way to really kind of broaden uh, the podcast out to more people and, and, and give some real-world, no-bullshit um, tools to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Brother Wes, uh, we'll be doing this again. Um, all the information will be on the Oscar Mike Radio blog post. You can email me, TravisOscarMikeRadio.com. I think next time we'll get into a little bit more of Wes's background in the Marine Corps and what he's doing now because what he's doing with his um, civilian life is pretty cool. So that's it. OMR is out. Thank you very much.